Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Baseball America podcast. I'm Alexis Brunicki with Team Canada Olympic hopefuls, J.D. Osborne and Brendan McGuigan. Um, the boys are in Florida right now competing for an Olympic berth. Uh, three games are under their belts and heading into the Super Round. How are you guys feeling so far? JD, I'll ask you first. You've been on the junior team before. This is your first time with the senior national team. What's the experience been like for you? Oh, um, yeah, I've been I've been in this kind of setting before. Uh, um, it's a little heightened now. Uh, now that we're a bit older, you know, competition is obviously a little more stiff, but it's been an absolute blast. Like, <clears throat> I didn't know most of these guys coming into it. I've only heard of their names and everything, but just the welcome that they gave me coming in here and like shaking hands with everyone. And, you know, all these guys are legends and like, you like, you don't know what to expect coming in. And then when they welcome you with like open arms, it just like, just feels like home. So it's been, it's been like an absolute blast. And <laughs> That's all I got for that. <laughs> I love it. And uh, Brendan, you're, your story is different to get to Team Canada. So first, I guess I might ask you to break it down a little bit and then also how the how the Canadians have embraced you. But first, how did you land on this team? You live in Austin, Texas. You're born in Hong Kong. How did it happen? Yeah, so um, my parents both grew up in Canada. My mom's from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and my dad is from Toronto. Um, and so they both kind of made their way to Ottawa met got married had my sister there and then when she was six months old my dad got transferred for work overseas to Hong Kong so I was born there um it was still a British colony at that point so I inherited the citizenship of my parents so from birth I was a Canadian citizen and then um yeah we ended up moving to Singapore when I was two and then we were supposed to move back to Ontario but um my dad's company kind of went through some restructuring and sent us to Texas instead. So it's a little bit warmer down there, but um, yeah. Just slightly. Slightly, yeah, slightly. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Texas. Um, and then actually the facility I train at in the off season, um, Rob Zestrizny, who played with Team Canada um, at the Premier 12 in 2019, um, he trains there. So we just kind of got to know each other and he put me in touch with Greg Hamilton and gave him a call that off season and he just said we'll keep you on the radar looking like moving forward and here we are so um but yeah it's been it's been so cool to be here. I've obviously never experienced international baseball at any level um so it is just a whole new ball game and it's been so fun I mean just like JD said the guys have been an incredible group of guys and so welcoming I mean they don't they don't care who you are where you live it's just we're all 
working together with a common goal and everyone's pulling for each other. And I mean, everybody wants the best for each other. And ultimately that'll bring us hopefully to Tokyo. So it's been a blast so far. And before I ask you how you made your pitch to Greg Hamilton, obviously Ernie Wood is the manager of this team. Greg Hamilton runs uh, the men's and the junior team program. JD, like what was your impression as a junior player of Greg Hamilton? How intimidating was he or what did you learn from him? Um, yes, younger years, very intimidated, to be honest. <laughs> um, I was kind of a rug rat growing up, you know, I was a hockey guy and like, I don't know, wasn't always, you know, following the rules and whatnot. Um, so yeah, being around that, I wanted to be in that environment and, you know, there's a standard and, you know, I just had to like kind of make some adjustments and change into it. So it's been good. I've learned a ton from him. Um, you know, he's actually one of the guys that encouraged me to go off to uh, college and go to school instead of, you know, trying to push to play professionally right away, which was 100% what I needed. So, um, yeah, but now it's more like, you know, I see eye to eye with him. Uh, I'm a lot older now. I have a lot more understanding of what's going on. And, yeah, it's, it's just good to be around the guys again. It's good to know, like, soak in the knowledge that they have to offer, you know. So, Brendan, how did you make that pitch to Greg? And, and what have you – what did you know about everything Greg has done for this – for baseball in this country? Honestly, when I called him, I didn't know a whole lot. I just knew he ran the show. That was about it, you know. Um, it was just kind of like, this is the guy to call? And I was like, all right. And I just dialed him up. But, um, yeah, the pitch. Probably a, it's probably a better thing that you didn't know his background before that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to get nervous. So, uh, yeah, kind of afterwards, I kind of looked him up, and I was like, oh, wow. I uh, definitely would have been sweating a little bit more if I knew that at the time. But. Yeah, I mean, the pitch was just, you don't know I exist. I'm Canadian. <laughs> just, I'd love a shot if there's room kind of thing. And I'm going to buzz with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty simple. I just kind of had to explain my story. And, yeah, that was, he was like, all right, we'll, uh, we'll keep tabs on you. When did you guys both find out this tournament was happening, that your teams, uh, respectively, the Mariners and the Marlins, that they were going to let you go and, and compete for Canada here? How did that kind of come together? Who first? Go ahead, McGuigan. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of been a bit of a process over the last few months. Um, yeah, I guess kind of Greg just told me – I don't even know the timeline on this. I guess it was towards the end of spring training. He just kind of said, hey, we've got a roster spot for you if, um, if you're interested and if the Mariners approve it. So they just kind of submitted the official approval. And then over the next few weeks after that, just went back and forth and the Mariners were on board. And yeah, I just went from there. Uh, for me, um... I've always kept in touch with Greg over the years. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, most of the players do. He just kind of has that, you know, like fatherly role, especially coming up through J&T there. Um, but he had reached out to me. Well, I reached out to him last year and told him that I want to be a part of it and everything. We spoke. Um, he kind of laid out the lay of the land and said, like, this is where I stand in the entire process. And 
Um, you know, I was thrilled when I got the call from him, you know, I think it was around spring training time, just be, uh, I think like first week or something, or maybe just before spring training, uh, he gave me a shout and, you know, said that he wants me on board and everything. And, you know, I was just so pumped to get that call. Cause it's like, you're itching just to get back in, you know, the red and white uniforms. So it's, uh, it's a great call. It's a good feeling to get that. And Brendan, for you, your first appearance in a Team Canada uniform, right into the fire. It's a no-hitter against Columbia. Uh, Andrew Albers had just gone seven innings, and I, I cannot imagine what was going through your mind there. Yeah, that was mostly adrenaline. I mean, that, that's one of those moments where, luckily, with just that environment, there's honestly not a whole lot going on in my mind. It was just kind of like, as I was going in, I was just thinking, don't mess this up for Albie. Like, he, he <laughs> a great game. I was like, I cannot let him down. Um, but then once I got on the mound, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was, that moment was one of the most like incredible baseball moments of my life for sure. I mean, not only being able to be a part of this team and wear that uniform and wear your country across your chest. I mean, that's, that was incredibly special. I mean, I got chills putting the uniform on first time. It was, it was really cool. I, I don't even know how to put it into words, but um, yeah, going in there, like I said, I just didn't want to mess it up for Albie. He had thrown seven brilliant innings. And once I got through the warm up pitches, I was just kind of locked in and, yeah, I don't even know how it happened. I feel like I blacked out. <laughs> it just, I, I just like woke up walking off the mound and I was like, all right. <laughs> and for anybody who hasn't completely followed the tournament, you guys did finish the combined no hitter. Ben Anishko came in for an inning as well. And for you, JD, obviously your catcher, Kellen Daglin, has done the catching in the group round, but you've gotten a chance to uh hit in every game um head up to the plate there what's it been like for you being on the senior team for the first time and having that experience um I'm struggling I'm definitely struggling right now um it's not so much like the competition is too much or anything I feel I was prepared coming into this and you know it's just when it's just baseball you know um I feel like I put together good at bats I feel like my approach is there maybe there's just some like minor mechanical flaw that you know, could be tightened up, but I mean, it's baseball. It happens, you know, you go through ruts of where, you know, you're not doing so well and, you know, it's kind of just like the way that you go about your business. I mean, I know it's going to happen. I, I've had this happen before, um, you know, and you just got to always look forward, always look at like what's next and, you know, put the process or put the trust in the process and, and your preparation work. So, I mean, I, that's where I'm at with it really is, you know, and also how can I contribute to this team, even though things aren't feeling great or, you know, uh, you know, when you're in a DH role, you're supposed to hit. And like, when you don't do that, it's kind of like, how else can I, you know, contribute and help the team win? So, yeah. <laughs> how different is this though, from, from, from pro ball where even if you don't have a good day at the plate, if the team wins, everybody's pulling on the same side of the rope. How, what is that environment like and how does it make baseball different for you, even when you're not having the best time at the plate? I mean, in pro ball, everyone's trying to make the big leagues, right? Everyone's playing 
on the team to make the big leagues. And in the sense, this is the big leagues here, you know, this, this is the team and this is who we got and this is what we're rolling with. And it's like, you put yourself second. It's not about you. It's about the team. It's about the name across the chest. It's not about the name on the back, you know? So you got to be selfless and just, you know, grind every way that you can and, you know, be a good teammate and pick guys up and, you know, help everyone out even when, you know, you're not helping yourself. So. Brendan, is there anything you've ever experienced before that has been like the experience you've had so far here? Um, I was actually talking to one of my old college coaches the other day and he kind of asked me the same question. And I just said it was like the conference tournament times 10 and on steroids. Um, <laughs> just where, I mean, that's the only time where I've played baseball, I guess. And it's just like, you don't care how you do. It's just all about the team winning. Um, no matter what, at all costs, like you have a bad game, but you guys won, you're leaving and you just don't even care because you guys won. And that's kind of how it is here. Um, but it's, I mean, heightened to the nth degree. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. Every pitch, every out, every run is so important. Um, it's, it's special. It, it really is. It's a lot of fun so far. And like JD said, I mean, you got everyone pulling on the same end of the rope and it doesn't really matter if you gave up a hit, gave up a run or struck out your last at bat, whatever it is, it's all about the team and it's all about picking the guy up next to you and just supporting each other and doing whatever you can to help the team, whether it's just what you're doing on the field or even just keeping the vibes up in the, in the dugout or on the bus ride home, singing some karaoke, whatever it is, right, JD? Wow. Throws me under the bus right away. We're going to have a conversation about this after. <laughs> Did you get a chance to show off the chops on the bus? I'm not much of a singer, but I did belt it out of nowhere as well. It was, I was actually just talking to Robson in the, in the eatery there. What happened, how I played the scenario in my head is not how it played out on the bus. So <laughs> <laughs> basically, it's like one o'clock in the morning after a grindy game. Um, we're on the bus ride home from Port St. Lucie, just played Cuba 6-5. And the boys are buzzing. It's a bit quiet on the bus. And in my head, I'm at the back, very back of the bus. And I'm just like, if I went up there and started singing Colder Weather Right Now by Zach Brown Band, everyone would like start laughing at the start. And then everyone would be joining in by the end of it. And we'd all be buzzing. And then it just ended up me like belting the whole song by myself. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the music was going in and out so half of it was just jd acapella i mean it was it was a show it was, it was great it was, you enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it that was amazing <laughs> hey everyone started getting on after albies was in there gillies was ripping it, <laughs> it got i feel like going. there's there's never a bad time with team canada i feel like it's the way that it always has to go yeah hey. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brendan, you didn't pit, you pitched against Colombia and Venezuela, and nobody has kind of played baseball in front of big crowds of fans in a long time. Um, things have been a little quieter. What was that Cuba crowd and the game experience? Uh, Team Canada got out to an early start. 
Cuba kept trying to claw back and it ended up being a one run game in the end. What was that like for you to, to kind of take that in? That game was bananas. Um, yeah, I mean, we were the visiting team and it 100% was a road game. It, I, it was crazy. The crowd was electric. I mean, just from a objective point of view, just like completely removed from what side you're on, that crowd was nuts. Um, yeah, definitely the biggest crowd I've been around since before the pandemic and everything. Um, and with the Cuban influence down here in Florida, like they, everyone was there. It was, it was pretty wild. They're going nuts. I mean, for the first, at least half, half the game, for sure. It was every strike, the whole place would erupt. Um, yeah, they were, they were fully into the game. They're going crazy. It was, it was pretty cool to see a crowd like that again. I mean, it, it felt good, especially after the way everything's gone in the world the past couple of years. So, are there any? You're a dual citizen, USA and Canada. Are there any conflicting feelings for you heading into a game on Friday, Canada versus USA? What zero. a question! <laughs> Absolutely zero. No, I um, yeah, my entire life completely like I have affiliated with Canada. I have identified as Canadian. My I am Canadian. I mean, I have never even remotely wanted to root for the U.S. in a situation like that. If it's any time it's Canada versus U.S., it's 100% Canada. I mean, not even a question. Not even a question. My wife will be conflicted, but that's it. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and this is, so this is your first time with Team Canada. JD, first time on the senior team. What do you guys know or have you learned about some of the older guys, more experienced guys, more internationally experienced guys on this team that you have? JD, I'll ask and you first. No, nothing phases these guys. Like, let me tell you that. Like, literally nothing phases these guys. It doesn't matter if, you know, there's 5,000 Cuban fans screaming for Cuba and you know, we're coming, we're rolling in there just, you know, us basically with one, you know, section of like four Canadians sitting there. Doesn't matter. These guys get us going. They, you know, calm our nerves. They're very supportive. They, you know, they speak to us in a manner that we can understand. And it's, it's honestly just, it's amazing to gain that like knowledge from them and just be like able to be next to them doing it. So it's great. I'm very appreciative of these guys. They've played a huge role. So, yeah, I mean, our our veteran leadership has definitely been amazing. It was cool too, just having the little mini camp there leading up before the games. Because, I mean, even just in BP, I'd go over stand next to Scott Richmond, just kind of pick his brain, and like, I mean, they're so welcoming. I mean, it's not one of those things where the older guys are to themselves and it's like awkward to go talk to them or ask them questions. Like everyone's so open and welcoming. So they're, they're so approachable and it's easy to just, if you have a question, you just shoot it and they're going to talk you through whatever. Um, so yeah, it's been really cool. They're very wise and experienced. So they're, I mean, for someone like me, who's never been on this stage before, it's been super helpful to just have that to kind of lean on and that support system for sure. And obviously baseball was out of the Olympics for a little while. Canada hasn't been um, in the Olympics since 2008 for baseball. When did this actually become a thought for you guys that this could be a possibility and it could be a possibility for you? Um, well, 
I guess last year I got in touch with Greg, I guess kind of late because this qualifying tournament was supposed to be in March, I believe. So, I mean, I kind of knew there, there was no shot I was going to be on that team at that point. Um, so the delay with the uh, pandemic and everything definitely kind of worked in my favor to be here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something you dream of and you always like think about your whole life. Just you dream of representing your country on a stage like this. And it's one of those things, I guess, I never really thought actually would happen. It's just like, Oh, like that'd be really cool. So just to be here is pretty surreal. Um, yeah, it's special. For me, uh, ever since that last game with JNT, when we were in Taiwan at Worlds, playing Venezuela there, and, you know, we ended up losing the game and exit meetings with Greg, and I told him right after, I was like, I literally cannot wait till the next time I put this jersey back on. Like, that's how much it means to me. So it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I'm going to shake these, next, these last couple of days and just – look forward and hopefully I can contribute a little more to the team and help out the fellows. And, you know, uh, let's get, let's get this money, baby. Let's get the boys rolling. Let's get, let's get a nice little two game sweep or something. That'd be nice. That's, that was the 2013 world cup in Taiwan. So you yeah. been, has this been something you've just like been waiting to do for, for the last eight years? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's it. Every single day I write it down in a diary. <laughs> no, yeah, but let's I'll, talk about that team for a second, though. You, there's a few big leaguers that came from that team that you were on, right? You had Cal Quantrill, Josh Naylor, Tyler O'Neill, Zach Pop. Yeah, Zach Pop. Yeah, yeah. A couple, couple of lads are in the bigs now, and kudos to all them. They've worked very hard. They're all very good people. So I'm very happy for them that they're all like succeeding at that level. So. Brendan, do you do what every every like Canadian in, in the Canadian baseball community does when you see those guys? You're like, hey, that guy's Canadian. I need everybody to know it. He's Canadian. Mike Soroka, Canadian. Everybody's got to know. 100%. 100%. I mean, especially like living down in Texas and stuff. It's just it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's Canadian. Because, I mean, for everyone down there, it's like, I guess, kind of more normal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – it's always cool growing up. Like Joey Votto was always one of my favorite players. I mean, Justin Morneau, same thing. It's just like, why? He's Canadian. Like, I've got to love him, right? So. What did Rob Zestrisny tell you about his experience with this team? I mean, he just spoke so highly of not only the program, but the group of guys. Um, I mean, he thoroughly enjoyed his time with the team and he loved it and told me just kind of how special it was and that if I ever got the opportunity, like I, I just had to take it because I mean, yeah, I mean, baseball in this stage is just so different. It is so refreshing after just kind of like the monotony of minor league ball a little bit. And the games are definitely more developmental focus and a little bit less on when at all costs. And so coming back into this environment is it's really, it's really awesome. And it's special. JD, who has most impressed you so far on your own team? Oi, everyone, <laughs> everyone, they're all great lads, honestly. They're, they're really good guys, you know, and like 
professionally speaking, just all of them, honestly, like every, I'm not even, I can't even pinpoint one guy that like hasn't impressed me because one way or another, every single guy in here has just like, if it's not their personality, it's their playing style or it's their preparation and their work or it's the way they conduct themselves or their confidence or, you know, a number of qualities that all these guys have. So it's just really nice to, you know, it's really refreshing just to be back around, you know, some good Canadian boys. So I like the heartwarming answer when you could have easily said Brendan most impressed you. It would have been a, a very easy pick right here, but not Honestly, so much. I know. No, I'm not going to pinpoint it to one guy, the, the entire group, everyone. Yeah. Brendan, has anybody stood out for you from what you've seen? I mean, I'm just going to echo JD on that one. Like, it's it's been super eye-opening, just, I guess, the level of maturity here. Um, and just, like you said, everyone just goes about their business and is very intentional about what they do, um, whether it's prep work and in the game, just whatever it is. I mean, everyone's just been completely locked in. Um, yeah, I mean, top to bottom in that lineup and top to bottom on the pitching staff, I think everyone has gone in and just really – giving it their all and just completely sold out for, I mean, what we're trying to accomplish. And I think that's kind of been the most impressive thing to me. It's just everyone's completely bought in and everyone's just going hundred percent full throttle. And Canada is heading into the super round on Friday and Saturday uh, with Venezuela, Dominican Republic and team USA. Uh, the top place finisher of this tournament will move automatically into the Tokyo Olympics and the second and third place finishers will move into a last chance qualifier in Mexico at the end of the month with, I believe, Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, and Australia. What is the biggest challenge coming up with Team USA and Dominican? JD, I'll ask you first. What the competition is going to be like for these next ones? No, we're, we're going to play our game. You know, we're going to get fired up. Uh, we're going to continue to grind out at bats. I feel like the boys have been taking really good at bats, um, regardless of the result. Uh, you know, we're working counts. Um, we're fouling off, you know, those those tough pitches and then finding a way to, you know, win games. So and vice versa on the bump, you know, whether that's, you know, guys not having their best stuff or having their best stuff, you know, everyone's out there competing to the best of their abilities. So you know, we're just going to attack them with everything that we got and we're going to leave it all out there. So. Brendan, what do you think in. is the biggest uh, strength that you guys have going forward? Biggest strength. Um, honestly, I think part of our biggest strength is just kind of that veteran presence and that experience that we have coming in. Um, I mean, we've just got a gritty group of guys. I mean, we're, we're a bunch of grinders and I love that. Um, and just like JD said, I mean, we're grinding out at bats. We're, we're battling on the mound. Um, and I think that's definitely our biggest strength. Um, yeah, just the ability, no matter what, I mean, top to bottom, you know, whoever's got the ball in their hand or the bat in their hand, like they're going to battle and they're going to battle with everything they've got. It doesn't matter if you're not 100% that day. It doesn't matter if your stuff isn't as sharp that day. I mean, we're just going to grind and you just got to compete no matter what. So I think I, I'm really excited, looking forward to these next two days, um, next two games. I think it's going to be really special. I think we got a chance to really do something special. And so you mentioned the grit and uh, a lot of times people describe it as like the, the hockey mentality, but you're the guy who 
was born in Hong Kong and grew up in Austin, Texas. How do you feel like you came into to this team mentality with where everybody's at? In his blood. It's in, it's in my blood. <laughs> I played hockey. I played hockey. It was much lower level hockey down in Texas, but I played a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, I love that. I love that that gritty mentality and just that that grinder mindset. I mean, that's that's how I try to pitch. That's how I try to work. You know. Um, so coming in, that that suited me perfectly. I mean, I just. I think this team has just been so open and welcoming with us. And it's, it's been a truly cool group of guys and just, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like family. We've been here less than a week. So it's, it's been awesome. It is family. <laughs> yeah, it is 100%. What do you think makes it that way? What gets it that way so fast? I think just working for the common goal. I mean, it's easy to be united when you got the same thing across your chest. And when you're playing for something so much bigger than yourself, um, I mean, it's not about us. It's about the country, you know? Um, so yeah, I think everyone just comes in, like all egos are put aside. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what level you have played at or are currently playing at. I mean, we're all coming in, just trying to do whatever we can to help the team win. Um, so yeah, when you have, just that atmosphere and like I said, just that gritty mindset, I think that's a really special combination. And you're, I will say you are, you are more, you, I mean, you're truly Canadian, but you're also more Canadian than Tim Leeper and Ernie Witt. <laughs> the Americans coaching this team, they've, they've embodied it, but you've got yeah, it. You've they're got bought it. in. They're <laughs> Uh, okay, two more questions. I won't let JD's phone die while we're on the call. Um, one for you, JD. I, I heard a rumor, and I think listeners can judge for themselves, but the that your accent is the most Canadian among all the Canadian accents of the team. What do you think about this? Who told you that? <laughs> I can't. I can't reveal my sources. I need your source. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I That's take what it you disagree. I mean, I don't know. I, I embody it, but I mean, I think it gets worse when I'm around the fellas. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is, Ben. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you get it a lot when you're with your teams that are not full of Canadians? Yeah, everyone. They always say, "Oh man, you're the most Canadian guy I've ever met." I'm like, well like everyone's Canadian that's from Canada you know like, <laughs> like <laughs> I feel you I think it's rumor. fine you got it it's it is it, you're embracing it and it it is what the team needs I feel like you're doing it <laughs> that's what Hodge said Hodge said as soon as I got in there he's like holy he's like you sound more Canadian than Panis does <laughs> like <laughs> that was my comparison and <laughs> Connor Panis. And like, oh. uh, and then the last question for both of you. If you make it to the Olympics, are you getting the Olympic rings tattoo and where will it be? Ooh. Oh, you have a spot on your elbow. That will be painful, I feel like. Right there. That's fine. I mean, I don't care how much pain it is. It's going in there. <laughs> it can go right across there. <laughs> You've got it figured out. 
Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been saving that spot for a while. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be like icing on the cake, right? <laughs> prime location, prime real estate right there. It is. Um, I'm 100% getting it. It would be a matter of where, probably either shoulder or like inside of the bicep, somewhere around the arm. All right, the plans are there. If you guys make it to the Olympics, you have a chance at this qualifier. And then uh, the teams that do not finish in first place, second and third place teams move on to a last chance qualifier in Mexico. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me and making the Baseball America podcast as Canadian as I can possibly make it. It is my goal. And I just appreciate you guys doing this with me. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, thank you so much. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.